the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. If we were just getting over the hump, like tomorrow would be the end of the Biden administration. Wouldn't that be great if that was the hump we was getting over? I'm hoping I'm going to get over the hump and be through with this speech in about five seconds. Um, uh, Heil Biden is, is that what they, uh, or Fur- Fuhrer Biden, yeah, I said it, is making his way to the microphone tonight to give his first address to a joint session of Congress. Um, I think there were... There was more people at the dog park down the street from me today than is sitting there in Congress. How do you even call it a joint session of Congress when the place is practically empty? Meanwhile, they're still all double and triple masking. This is just painful for me to watch. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I know that I told you guys that I was never going to listen to a speech he gave. But quite frankly, this is this is important news for America. We're at a very treacherous time in our country. And uh, Joe Biden is about to give his first address. We're going to play his comments until we can't stand it anymore. And then DJ Potato Skins and I will give remarks. Thanks for having me. Members of Congress, I have the high privilege and distinct honor to present to you the President of the United States. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Good to be back. Mitch and Chuck will understand it's good to be almost home. Down the hall. (laughs) Anyway, thank you all. Madam Speaker, Madam Vice President. No president has ever said those words from this podium. No president has ever said those words. And it's about time. First Lady and her husband. Second gentleman, Chief Justice, members of the United States Congress and the Cabinet, distinguished guests, my fellow Americans, 
While the uh, setting tonight is familiar, this gathering is just a little bit different. A reminder of the extraordinary times we're in. Throughout our history, presidents have come to this chamber to speak to Congress, to the nation, and to the world, to declare war, to celebrate peace, to announce new plans and possibilities. Tonight, I come to talk about crisis and opportunity, about rebuilding the nation, revitalizing our democracy, and winning the future for America. I stand here tonight one day shy of the 100th day of my administration, 100 days since I took the oath of office and lifted my hand off our family Bible and inherited a nation we all did that was in crisis, the worst pandemic in a century, the worst economic crisis since the Great Depression, the worst attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Now, after just 100 days, I can report to the nation, America is on the move again. possibility, crisis to opportunity, setbacks in the strength. We all know life can knock us down, but in America, we never, ever, ever stay down. Americans always get up. Today, that's what we're doing. America's rising anew, choosing hope over fear, truth over lies, and light over darkness. After 100 days of rescue and renewal, America is ready for a takeoff, in my view. We're working again, dreaming again, discovering again, and leading the world again. We have shown each other and the world that there's no quit in America, none. 100 days ago, America's house was on fire. We had to act. And thanks to the extraordinary leadership of Speaker Pelosi, Majority Leader Schumer, and the overwhelming support of the American people, Democrats, Independents, and Republicans, we did act. Together, we passed the American Rescue Plan, one of the most consequential rescue packages in American history. We're already seeing the results. We're already seeing the results. After I promised we'd get 100 million COVID-19 vaccine shots into people's arms in 100 days, we will have provided over 220 million COVID shots in those 100 days. Thanks to all the help of all of you. We're marshalling with your help Everyone's help. We're marshalling every federal resource. We've gotten vaccines to nearly 40,000 pharmacies and over 700 community health centers where the poorest of the poor can be reached. We're setting up community vaccination sites, developing mobile units to get to hard-to-reach communities. Today, 90% of Americans now live within five miles of a vaccination site. Everyone, 
over the age of 16, everyone is now eligible to get vaccinated right now, right away. Go get vaccinated, America. Go and get the vaccination. They're available. You're eligible now. When I was sworn in on January 20th, less than 1% of the seniors in America were fully vaccinated against COVID-19. 100 days later, 70% of seniors in America, over 65, are protected, fully protected. Senior deaths from COVID-19 are down 80% since January. Down 80% because of all of you. And more than half of all the adults in America have gotten at least one shot. A mass vaccination center in Glendale, Arizona. I asked the nurse, I said, what's it like? She looked at me and she said, it's like every shot is giving a dose of hope. Was her phrase, a dose of hope. A dose of hope for an educator in Florida who has a child suffering from an autoimmune disease. Wrote to me, said she's worried and she was worried about bringing the virus home. She said she then got vaccinated at a, at a large site in her car. She said she sat in her car when she got vaccinated and just cried. Cried out of joy and cried out of relief. Parents, seeing the smiles on their kids' faces for those who are able to go back to school because the teachers and school bus drivers and cafeteria workers have been vaccinated. Grandparents hugging their children and grandchildren instead of pressing hands against the window to say goodbye. We get, we, I, I can't listen to any more of this. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, um, uh, a couple things. First of all, um, I think he was right to say that this time in history for the Democrats is and has been is about crisis and opportunity. Because everything that everybody knows, the famous same, saying from Rahm Emanuel, let no crisis go to waste. And the Democrat Party has masterfully used the almost manufactured crisis because, by the way, did you guys know you're not going to hear this in tonight's speech that the annual death rates for Americans across all causes is not any higher. Right. How funny how nobody's dying from the flu anymore. Right. And nobody's talking about that. And nobody's talking about that. And what is he doing? Why did I have to cut him off? Because, first of all. If you actually believe in these vaccines and you think that they're actually worthy and you think that they're actually going to somehow protect you from the from the virus, which they're not designed to do more on that later, um, at least give credit to where credit is due. And that would be for Donald J. J. Trump. He's saying that uh, when he took office, when he was installed, that only one percent of seniors had been vaccinated. Now he quoted some high number of, of seniors. That only happened because President Trump knew how to harness the private sector in working with the public sector to get it done. Biden uh, had nothing to do with that. Biden had nothing to do with it. That's if you actually think it was a good idea to fast track injecting people with unknown substances with no idea. We're basically now participating in a trial. Okay? This is all experimental. It's all experimental. If you want to be on board with an experimental vaccination, fine. Um, but make no mistake about it. You're participating in a clinical trial. What else did he say that I, I that just um, let's say um, America is on the move again. I don't even know what that means on the move. Where? I kind of 
tilted my head like my dog does sometimes. On the move where? I mean, you know, I, I, I could think of a graphic, you know, bodily function that, that what came to mind, because quite frankly, that's really that's that that literally came to mind. America's on the move again. I mean, if you know, the Democrats are usually better with language and better at word games and word shenanigans than that kind of nonsense. And then he went on to, to actually reference we're, we're about ready for liftoff. You know, um, nice topical reference. Does he think it's 1960, whatever the year was we landed on the moon? Is that where that liftoff? Maybe he's going to talk about Mars or something. Yeah, I don't know where he was going with that. Um, This is clearly a man suffering from, uh, you know, I mean, they've pumped him off. He's doing the best he can, given his demented state that he's in. But it's insufferable to me. I don't know that I'm going to be able to. We're going to take a break. I don't know that I'm going to be able to listen to any more of this. You skins. Uh, I'm good either way. I was literally telling you on the Google doctor during when he was talking, I'm steaming. I don't like anything that he is saying. Well, and you know, I, I felt like we had to play at least part of the speech tonight for our listeners, because this is, this is history, right? This is important. This is news because this is the occupant of the white house who was installed to lead an administration at a time in which we do have, uh, we have, Millions of restaurants that have gone under in this country. And will never open again. And never open again. According to the medical examiner in San Francisco, we have lost more people to drug overdoses in California than we have coronavirus. Nobody's talking about it. We have people not getting important cancer treatments. We have children that are still not in school committing suicide. We have... we have oh, Suicide oh, rates way up. We are in trouble, America. And we have an administration that is hell-bent on working with the far left to, to maximize this crisis, to seize the opportunity to install communism on the United States of America. We're going to take a break. We come back during the break. Skins and I are discuss whether or not we're going to continue with the speech or whether or not we're going to talk about other hot topics of the day, like the fact that a FBI and Department of Justice targeted Rudy Giuliani and raided his home today in uh, an act that cannot be described as anything other than legal law enforcement persecution. Stay tuned. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. We're going to dip back into Biden's address to Congress tonight, and uh, then we'll see if we need to dip right back out. With better wages and better benefits, continuing a cycle of growth. For too long, we've failed to use the most important word when it comes to meeting the climate crisis. Jobs. 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 For me, when I think climate change, I think jobs. The American Jobs Plan will put engineers and construction workers to work building more energy-efficient buildings and homes, electrical workers, IBEW members, installing 500,000 charging stations along our highways so we can own, so we can own the electric car market. Farmers. Farmers planting cover crops so they can reduce the carbon dioxide in the air and get paid for doing it. Look, 
All right. Yeah, that was about 30, 45 seconds longer than I could stand. Um, he said, when I think of climate change, I think of one word, jobs, 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 jobs. You know what I think of? I think of one word, Solyndra. Who remembers the green energy boondoggles back when this fool was in the White House before as VP under Obama? Remember the, remember all those shovel ready jobs? Remember how many billions of dollars went for Solyndra and all these green energy boondoggles? Remember how, remember finding out how much of those deals actually involved Nancy Pelosi's husband? Let me tell you something. Let me give you a little lesson. And let me, I, I spent, uh, three years studying political science. Then I moved over to business, studied economics and finance. Let me, let me share with you just, just my, my degree in a nutshell in business. Okay. Here's a little concept called creative destruction. As new technologies for which there is a demand in the marketplace emerge, then old technologies will go bye-bye. That's why nobody uses an eight-track tape cassette in their car. Isn't that what it was? An eight-track? You mean I'm the only one? Yeah. (laughs) Right? Same thing with Betamax. Right? So, you know, that's all you need to know. If and when alternative energies actually have a place in which they will organically create jobs and they'll actually be an alternative, it will happen naturally. We won't have to tax the crap out of people. People won't have to pay $8 a gallon of gas. They won't have to force it on us. It, It will happen naturally. That's all you need to know. You're being lied to. You're being manipulated for climate change. And it doesn't matter whether we're talking about climate change, whether we're talking about the borders. It doesn't matter whether we're talking about public health. When he says it's it's about crisis and opportunity, every bit of it is because it doesn't matter what the policy is they're talking about or add in police reform. It's all about trying to maximize every crisis to seize the opportunity to transform the United States of America into a communist country. And I could be wrong, but joining me now is the man who's the, the expert on this topic is Don Jans. Don Jans, am I wrong? No, no. Uh, what I'm listening to, what I'm listening to um, uh, this, this, this Joe Biden speech, you're absolutely right. Now, what we what, what we're hearing, what we're hearing is exactly, of course, what we anticipated hearing. And that is the opposite of the basis upon which we were founded, the opposite that brings freedom. We are. T- we know that the best government is the government that governs least. Mm-hmm. What we're hearing right now is government can, will, and is the best way to fix any and all problems. Well, let so me interrupt you there. Let the me- road to tyranny. Right. And let me tell you something. At what you just said, a light bulb went off. Barack Obama, in his first address, when he took took over as president, said only the government can do this for you. Only the government can solve that problem. And then for eight years, and it would have only been four had we had had we had an opposition party that didn't have its head up its butt, the Republicans. For for eight years, we had big government, big government, big government, big government, and then we finally got in little government. And that's where we had economic growth in this country. And it's shocking to me that there is any American out there that that doesn't that is actually on board with. Yeah, let's go back to the eight years of the Obama administration. Only this is even worse than the eight years under the Obama administration, because now they've gotten the American people conditioned to allow 
the United States government to seize control over their business, to let them to tell them what they can do with their children, whether or not their children can go to school, what whether whether or not they can go to work, being told whether or not they can even leave their homes. Quite frankly, Don Jans, I feel as though somebody used it. I was at a meeting today and somebody said uh, use the S word. And I think that it's appropriate to say that at at least in the last year during the lockdowns, that the American people, we have become slaves to our government already, haven't we? Yes. Yes. Don't forget, Obama also told us government is our friend. That is one of the most blatant lies you will ever hear. Government is the only one that can enslave us. How can somebody that can enslave us, Andrea, be our friend? Do you want to be, are, do you consider your master when you are the slave? Do you consider your master your friend? No. Of course not. No. No. And I don't care whether or not, you know, if you want to, you know, they've already decided, I guess, to cancel Gone with the Wind. But let me tell you, did we not learn that the ones that got to be in the house that didn't have to work the fields were still miserable? They were still mistreated. Right. And that's and that's where so many of the Democrats are at today. They act like, you know what, I'm going to try to be one of one of the ones that work in the house. Right. I'm going to I'm going to try to get the better end of being a slave. It's all we're all slaves at this point. And I and I and I have to use that word. It's strong language, Don Jans. But when we're when we're in our homes with a government telling us when we can leave our home, what job we're allowed to do and whether or not we're allowed to go to work and what we have to put on our face and what we're allowed to say. Are we not slaves? Yes, we're slaves. And even even they go on to tell us what we must think. How yeah. do they do this? Through propaganda, through through um, control, uh, through controlling what we can and cannot read, through controlling what we can and cannot say. Uh, that's all controlling our even our ability to think. So we the 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 intimidate or the um, indoctrination that has been going on in this country, in our public schools. Since at least at at least uh, the 1940s, and I, I I say before that I say it even started with the Frankfurt School, and actually it started with the School of Columbia um, under uh, under the um, direction of Lenin. When we adapted to that in, indoctrination and said yes, teach us what we are to think and not how we are to think. This is exactly where we are now. Oh, government, Mr. Fauci, may I, may I wear a mask? Do I need to wear two masks? Mr. Fauci, should I wear it when I'm inside or is it okay if I take it off when I'm outside? Mr. Fauci, please tell me, please save me, Mr. Fauci. That is so sick. It's sickening. I it, it really is. Believe, I cannot believe Americans. Yeah, yeah I'm doing this. Yeah. And continuing with the slave references, which I hadn't planned to talk about tonight. But, you know, it's just I feel like it's an you know, it's obvious now where we're at. Yeah. If a slave decided to speak up and not do what they were told, they were punished, right? Whipped. They were whipped. Well, you know, we're being punished in society if we don't tell the line, if we don't do what we're told to do or say if we uh, don't use speech or if uh, that we're or we say something we're not allowed to say. How are we being punished in America today as Americans? We had Rudy Giuliani, President uh, Trump's attorney, had his home raided today. Supposedly they're looking at seeing what he might have done um, untoward involving Ukraine. You got to be kidding me, Don Jan. So that Southern District of New York has gone after Rudy Giuliani because of 
some stuff he he supposedly might have done uh, inappropriately with Ukraine. Meanwhile, we where was the raid on Hunter Biden's home? Why wasn't even 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 the laptop aside? Hunter Biden left a left a rental car loaded up with crack cocaine. We know that uh, Joe Biden took him around the world on Air Force Two cooking up deals. He's actually still got business dealings with communist China. But it's Rudy, Rudy Giuliani. What, what about Michael Flynn? We already have we have Americans in jail right now that are political prisoners, Don Jan, because they happen to be near the Capitol on January 6th and they're being denied bail. That's punishment for our political beliefs. That's the slave being punished because the slave got out of line and is um, daring to be uppity. What you just described is going on in the United States, correct? Where where the where the a federal bureau of investigation is not supposed to be the investigative arm of a political party, but they are supposed to be investigating crimes committed against the uh, against the United States, against our country. You described uh, the FBI exactly what they are. They are an arm of the Democrat Party, mm-hmm. and their purpose is to protect the Democrat Party. And we saw that with Comey when he protected um, Hillary. Uh, Hillary. We saw that with um, the FBI when they went after Flynn. Tell me, how does this differ from what Putin is doing with Navalny right now in Russia and going in and arresting Navalny's um, uh, supporters and placing them in prison as well mm-hmm. and telling them that they are enemies of the state because they oppose Putin? How does that differ from what is happening right today in the United States? It Can doesn't. anybody tell me? No, it That's doesn't. It. And this man who's standing up at the microphone was not legitimately elected. Uh, part of the election theft was done with the help of the FBI and the DOJ, who refused. Uh, they're continuing to try to round up anybody who was anywhere near the Capitol on January 6th. They've done nothing to round up and to prosecute BLM, Black Lives Matter, Antifa. There's no investigation of the of the founder of Black Lives Matter, who, in addition to uh, raising all this money and buying four homes to $3.2 million, spent twenty six grand at a hotel in Malibu uh, using that. Where's the investigation into that? Why hasn't her home been raided? Because this is supposed to be an organization raising money to help black lives instead. It sure looks like a money laundering scheme to me and it looks like fraud in the inducement they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna raid rudy giuliani's home we saw two independent investigators sit for eight hours detailing the fraud that occurred with the clinton foundation and there was never any raid never any arrest made we have no rule of law in this country anymore and it is no holds barred against anybody conservative or anybody at 75 million trump voters have been declared and we're we've been declared enemies of the state domestic terrorist, and yep. they are coming for us eventually, Don yeah. Jans. Well, they came after Seth Rich because yep. he had information they did not want to get out. So they really came after him and they shot him in the head. Yeah. That was the Democrat Party that did that, America. And it's now being documented. We, um, uh, we now know, or there's strong speculation, that the murderer of Seth Rich was on a contract. The other thing is we are being... Um, investigated, we are being imprisoned for questioning an election. Lashenko in Belarus is imprisoning people that questioned his election. How does that differ? How do we differ from Putin and from Lashenko? Can anybody tell me? It's not.
Um, I don't know how we're going to take our country back if, you know, we've already got the Republican Party talking about uh, 2022 um, when we've got no valid elections that I can see. We've, we don't have a Republican Party. Uh, the, there's the audit happening in Arizona. The Democrat Party continues to try to stop the audit from happening, and that, which can only be motivated by the fact that they don't want the, the fraud to be revealed to the American people. They know what they're going to find. They know what they're going to find. Yep. Um, yep. But we don't have a Supreme Court. Trump gave an interview to Dan Bongino and said they're gutless. They 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 just kicked, they punted. They didn't care that an election was stolen. And, oh. you know, it, and I don't know what we can do because to me, we can sit here and talk about who, who's going to run for the recall in California and who's going to run in 2022 and is Trump going to run in 2024. But unless we've got, uh, you know, um, something done about our elections, what's it going to matter? Absolutely. Uh, the, the, the Republican part, the hierarchy, the, the, the rhinos are, are, I think, more of a danger to our nation. John Boehner, Jeff Flake, Mitt Romney. I, you, you know the ones. You can go on yeah. as well as I can. They're more of a danger to our country, I believe, than are the Democrats. Because they're trying to play this game that, they're, that they really, really want freedom. They want big government as badly as does any Democrat. We must move beyond those kinds of people. We have to determine, are we going to be with the go-along-to-get-along Republicans, or are we going to be with freedom-loving Americans? Are we going to be with those who are willing to step out, out of their comfort zone, and start to address this issue straight on? Are you willing to sit down? And talk with your family, talk with your friends, talk with your acquaintances and ask them questions, point blank questions. Do you know what communism is? Do you understand what communism is? Do you know what freedom and liberty is? Do you understand why we were a republic and not a democracy? Do you understand why rights and liberties must come from God and not from government? Do you understand the difference between rule of law and between arbitrary law? We have to. Well, the start, thing we really I, study it. Well, we have to start talking to people, but we also have to have a plan. You know, Larry Clayman has been on the show many times and says, you know, and uh, it, that we need to uh, exercise our constitutional rights and thinking about forming a new government. It may sound crazy to do that, but yeah. you know, uh, or no. there's other people that are talking about we got to split this country up because, you know, there it's untenable what these Democrats want to do to us. Don Jans, I've kept yeah. you over. Thank you for being here so much and always let, sharing. Let let me say one more quick thing. Sure. The, the Declaration of Independence says that we must do that. When our government is no longer respective of our rights, we must replace them. It's yes. in the Declaration of Independence. And that's our responsibility to do that. Don Jans, thanks for being here. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. When we come back, I've read a couple more comments that the demented uh, dictator has said on tonight's uh, speech. We'll cover that and a couple more topics. Don't go away. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. News, politics, and current events. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. 
glad we turned off this speech, uh, DJ Potato Skins, because evidently... Well, I've been listening during the break. I uh, have a literal migraine right now. I can't yeah. do this. That To think that there is somebody been installed as the president of the United States of America who dared to say to the American people tonight that... Uh, uh, Call it a riot if you want on January 6th. Sit down at the with Capitol. what Andrew's about to say. This is un, unexcusable for what he said. Uh, even if you even if you think that what happened at the Capitol rises to the level of being a riot, it was not an insurrection. Five people died, four of which died of natural causes, and the only person who died violently was an unarmed white woman shot unnecessarily by a black cop. And Joe Biden dares to say tonight that this was the greatest attack on our democracy since the Civil War. Despicable. Absolutely disgusting and repugnant. I... Gee, let's think of just a couple of greater attacks on our democracy. How about Pearl Harbor comes oh, 9/11 to mind? comes to mind. How, yeah, how about 9-11? You know what? You know what I consider a greater attack on our democracy? I consider a greater attack on our democracy the stolen election in 2020. I was going to say, the 2020 I, election. Yeah, I consider it a greater attack on our democracy that we had an Obama administration. You weaponize his FBI and his DOJ to illegally spy on American citizens through lying to the FISA courts. And then setting up a coup attempt that took place with the head of the of the CIA and the FBI and the DOJ and all the rest, including this man who's standing at the microphone tonight, going after coming up with the idea of targeting a general, a military hero, specifically for the purpose of persecuting him to cover up the crimes of Joe Biden as he flew around the world with this crackhead stripper impregnating son. That's a much greater attack on our democracy. How dare he? And let me tell you something. Any of you out there who actually think this as what a judge described recently as nothing but a bunch of trespassing on January 6th, if you actually think that that is the greatest attack on our democracy since the Civil War, I hope to God you don't vote because you're too much of an idiot to have that power. Excuse me for my rant, DJ Potato Skins. Don't don't excuse yourself because that is spot on. The, the, The words that he has been speaking is absolutely despicable. He needs to check himself. Well, part of the and part of the reason why he's able to get away with that and say that kind of crap is because he's got the spokespeople in the media doing his bidding because we don't even actually have any journalism anymore in this country. And we didn't for a long time. This is a man who was allowed to get away with continuing to perpetrate the lie that President Trump said there was good people as as a part of the white supremacists in Charlottesville. This man has never been held accountable for his lies. He gets he has uh, nobody calling him out on it. We've got the schools that have been taken over to where kids aren't taught anything right i mean we've got a whole we've got a generation now of kids who don't even know anything about september 11th and i got people coming at me on the anniversary of september 11th when i show the people jumping right oh but andrea you're missing out nancy pelosi's desk there were feet up on there oh right yeah that was so horrifying see some feet up on the desk you know what was horrifying a woman decapitated by an islamic terrorist at her job in oklahoma and then the mosque and then Obama sent a, sent a, a glowing like love letter to the mosque about their contributions to the United States of America. Or how about when Major Nadal Hassan shot up uh, an army installation after everybody knew 
that the Islamic terrorists ran around with a business card that said warrior for Allah on it. And our troops got slaughtered because they're having to sit around on picnic benches on an army installation unarmed because our military that are taught better than anybody on how to use their firearms are not allowed to be armed when they're on an installation, when they're when they're not actually, you know, committing, I guess, some kind of, you know, act of war. I, I still can't wrap my head around the fact that our, our, our military are not able to carry the firearms that are given to them as a part of their job. To keep this country safe. Right. It's insane. Absolutely insane. I, 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 have, I don't know if he's gotten to the part yet where he blames white people for all the problems in the United States of America. Has he gone to the critical race theory part of the speech yet? Because we know that's When we coming. go to break, I'll see what Joe's talking about. All right. We're going to take a break. Skins is doing the hard heavy lifting tonight because he's actually listening to the speech on the commercial race. I'm going to owe him big. I'm going to bring you a big fat ice latte tomorrow, my friend, because you've earned it. Y'all stay uh, tuned. I, I am. I'm, you bang my head against the wall. I'm good with that, too, right now. Yeah. All right. Stay tuned. Final segment on tonight's show. Then we're in the misery of having to listen to the speech. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Andrea K, telling you like it is, all while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Jack Posobiec had a great tweet about uh, the Biden's January 6th comments. He said, uh, Biden thinks January 6th was worse than segregation. Right? Schwing. Yeah. Biden said, oh, January 6th is the worst thing, attack on democracy since the Civil War. We know he's a racist. The whole Democrat Party is. Right? That The former head of the KKK was Hillary Clinton's mentor. And you people on the left, you minorities, actually think this is a party that gives a crap about you? It's insane. But uh, here, let's let's move this along the last few minutes we've got, Skins, because I, I can't, I can't uh, you know. Um, oh, am I relieved of my uh, headache duties? You are, you are. I'm going to give your brain a break. Although, I don't know, this may be more headache-inducing. So Tim Scott is going to be giving the Republican response. The Republican response. Um, some some people are like, well, he's had time now to adjust his response after listening to Biden. He should have already gotten the transcript of what Biden was going to say. I don't think, it, you know, it, it, you shouldn't need that anyway, because, you know, hopefully Tim Scott's been paying attention for the last hundred days, right? Seeing what's going on. Um, there's really nothing new that Joe Biden has said tonight. Do you have confidence in uh, Tim Scott? No. Me neither. Why? I I, I don't think he's part of the solution. Uh, and I, I, I think he's, you know, one of the people that's not, it's all talk. He's not willing to stand up and push back where we need to be standing up. Well, I also don't like the optics of it. And let me tell you why. I loved Tim Scott's speech at the Republican convention. It was I good. Thought it was a highlight. I loved when he said, you know, in what one generation, my family went from cotton to Congress. One of the best lines of the night. Um, but I, I didn't like him being chosen tonight because to me it's pandering. Why did you have to pick the one African-American, the one black guy to give the rebuttal? Whenever you do that, you are validating the left. You're giving oxygen 
to the critical race theory and this racist division that's going on in this country. You're bringing him out to highlight his skin color when what we need to be doing is repeating the message over and over and over again. There is but one race and that is the human race. If you are in this country legally, if you are a legal American citizen, you are an American first. We need to get away from these hyphenations. I don't care what somebody's background is. I don't care what their skin color is. Everybody's skin color is a little bit different shade from everybody else. This is nonsense. Republican Party just plays into their hand. Yes, it plays into it. It's weak. It's it, I, I, it, it's same thing like when Halle Berry won the Academy Award and she stood up there crying and crying and crying. This is, I think, the last time I ever watched the Academy Awards. So this was probably like 15 years ago. And she's all proud because she's the first black woman to win an Academy Award. I'm like, you just ruined it because you made it be about your skin color. Andrea, if you were deciding who would be giving the Republican response, who would you choose? Marjorie Taylor Greene. Thank you. That's who, who should be giving the, the response. The only one pushing back right now. Exactly. Either her or that little brunette out of Colorado who's always packing her heat. Lauren uh, Labert, I think is, I can't remember her, her last name. Um, absolutely. But they're not because they've got to, they've got to bring out the squishies. They got to bring out the establishment because we've got one party rule right now. Right. Where's the Republicans out there talking about this, uh, this recount and the audit in Arizona? Nowhere. They're not right. All eyes should be on Arizona right now every day. Right. There should not be a Republican in that room listening to Joe Biden tonight. No reason to. Not a one of them. And if they were going to show up, they should have shown up and burned their masks. No, they're sitting there. I don't know if you saw the video of Liz Cheney. I haven't Cheney. seen the video yet. Oh, run, Liz Cheney running over to him. She about tripped over herself. She about, she about tripped over her cankles that are she bigger than Hillary's. Sick. Totally, it's totally sickening. The fact that she's still in her in her position says everything you need to know about the Republican Party. It really does. But here's some good news. I want to end on good news tonight because we um, I don't know how much power we can take back in terms of depending on our elections. But here's one small group of people can move mountains. Right. Tortured analogy. Um, but there was a, a group of parents in Vail, Arizona, okay. who showed up to a school board meeting um, because the school board, Arizona, Ducey, Governor Ducey over there had said that um, he was not, he was lifting mask mandates. It was up to the school boards if right. they wanted to continue with the masks. So the school board was going to take up a vote on it in Vail, Arizona, and word got out that they were going to vote to keep the masks. Well, a bunch of teachers, I mean, uh, parents showed up and, uh, and, um, so outside, and I don't know how many. It was a lot of them. They were there. You could tell they were they were um, fired up. They were mad. And so the school board decided they were going to cancel the vote, right, to try to to try to shut it down. And the parents came in and for and basically um, shut shut down the school board and got a, got the mass done away with. To make a long story short, that's incredible. Yeah, it is. And there's video of it. And that is what we need more of. This is what we mean. We need more of. We need more a- average Americans deciding, you know what? We've had enough. Because if you're listening tonight, if we don't do this, all of us, there's going to come a point where you're not going to be able to. It, it, it just start, it started with a one woman down parent in Georgia. Now we got a group of parents in Vail, Arizona, pushing back against it. We need to be doing it. All politics is local. We need to get together locally and take our power back. Love you all. We'll be back tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. Peace out. Peace <laughs> out. 